1: news from the crabby coffee shop is brought to you by aim high mn.com welcome to news from the crabby coffee shop with your host don mcclain from jason and alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 garage logics newsman mr fyi john height and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop kenny olson
2: Thank you very much, Amy Daniels, my best friend and a uh, wonderful um, <laughs> oh. wonderful middle management type at my talk. Stop it. Um, I wanna, <laughs> let's play disc jockey, you guys. Um, and, Ross, uh, you're going to have to do something for us right away off the air. Uh, put your headphones in queue. Get out the close <laughs> music. And I want you to time down to the second what the ramp is from the start of the music to where Amy starts talking. Can you do that for us? I'm under. Yes. I'm under the general impression that it's 15 seconds, and I've never bothered using a clock. To, time. Uh, I just kind of talk my way out of it. Thank you for listening. Blah 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 blah, and hopefully do what we say in the business: kiss the post. So my word, uh, my last word. Buts right up against Amy's first word. That's called walking a ramp and kissing the post. Uh, generally, I've been doing okay, but last week I stepped all <laughs> over it, and it was a disaster, and I've been living with that shame ever oh since. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: Yeah, there's, it's the small things in life, Don, that drive wow. me absolutely <laughs> insane, um, yeah. and I swear I've thought about it every day. And uh, what I want us to do is, the three of us, I want each of us to take a stab at it. See how we wow. do it. But we're going to cheat. We're going to use our clocks.
1: I mean, but, when I was in music radio for 20-plus years, we have a timer. Right. It's not like you just do it.
2: Right. Um, what uh, Did we talk about the Stapleton song, um, John, with, um, with Dawn? I don't think we have, have we? There's uh, a Chris Stapleton know. song called Tennessee Whiskey.
1: Oh, I love that song.
2: It's got a 21- or 23-second ramp, and every day... For at least a year during a show that um, John and me and Matthew and Reavers and Joe and Patrick, all of us together for one hour every day, at the 3.20 break, coming back from that break, we played that song. Mm. And we'd all try to walk the ramp without a clock. (laughs) Okay. And most days it was a disaster. Uh, And we did it, well, we started out doing it because it was fun, and we kept doing it uh, because it just drove Joe, uh, Joe absolutely crazy. Oh, he hated it. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you know, the, the <laughs> only way into Joe's heart is to yell at him, make him mad, drive him crazy. He, re- <laughs> he respects that for some reason. Um, so uh, that's the background on that, um, and I don't even know why I brought it up, actually. That doesn't make any difference. <laughs> this
1: is you brought it up because this is a fun thing for you.
2: Yeah, it is. It is because I've never been a disc jockey. Oh, okay. Uh, and when I got into radio, I thought uh, disc jockey was the uh, lower than a, a snake's belly. Uh, you, you really had to be, <laughs> you really had to be a low, awful, rotten human being to be <laughs> oh, a disc wow. jockey. And I've come to learn that that must be the funnest job on the planet. Seriously, and I'm really sorry. I've never been a disc jockey. I, I really wish I could have been. Anyway, um, so there's Ross, there's still wh- time. Yeah, yeah, uh, I could still be fired, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, Ross, what I want you to do is start the music, but we've we got to hear the opening notes. So bring it you know, all the way up so you're almost redlining uh, so we can hit our timer. Uh, any of you care to go first? Wow. Well,
1: I thought I, we had I, to know what the...
0: And you don't want to know the oh, timer. it's 15 seconds, right? It's yeah, 15, it's, right?
2: It's like 15.5, 16 at the most. Okay, 15. So if we're out by 15, will we'll, it'll sound okay. <laughs> what are. Um, I'll do a little traffic report. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Traffic.
1: I loved your traffic report today when you said, Have I ever talked about Highway 62?
2: 610.
1: 610 between, like, and it was very specific, and I yeah. just couldn't stop laughing yeah. because I thought, if somebody knows this.
2: Yeah. I get those kind of complaints. How come you never mention Highway 7?
1: Oh, God.
2: And You know, you can't tell them the truth. The truth is because I don't care. Um,
1: <laughs> right. you know, you, or you, there's you... no bad traffic there.
2: Yeah, there, there's probably bad traffic. I just don't notice. You know, oh, boy. I'm not, the, truth, the truth is I'm not a very good traffic
1: reporter. You are an awesome, you're the best I've ever heard. Oh, don't say that. In. Are you kidding me? You make it so fun and entertaining and put your personality into it. Stop it. I laugh every time.
2: Stop it. All right. You're going first. Uh, Are you ready? (laughs) Sure, whatever. All right. Anytime, Ross. Mm -hmm.
1: And that is news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Kenny is still Krabby. John is still in his basement (laughs) with all of his musical instruments and guitars and stuff. And I am... I think still a mystery to everyone. That's news from the Krabby thanks Coffee for Shop. Ah, <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs>
2: John, time for you to stink it up, my friend. Uh, okay, I'll wait for the music.
3: Well, thanks for listening another week of the News from the Krabby Coffee Shop show. And uh, thanks to Kenny, thanks to Dawn. Uh, we'll talk to you all uh, next week. Boy, I still got more time to fill, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> it was from the Krabby Coffee Shop.
1: See you next week. Ah! Oh! <laughs> shop. See, here's the problem. <sighs> we let that roll for at least a second before. That's why yeah. I didn't hit it.
2: Hmm. All right. I don't know what I'm going to say, but anytime, Ross. Thanks for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. I'm Kenny. She's Dawn. The other guy, Mr. FYI, John Height. Uh, quick reminder here westbound 694 jamming at Central due to a crash over at the river. Thanks for listening. Thanks Talk for to you next
1: na- time. God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I haven't been feeling great today, so now I know we're equally. I'm trying to get bad. too
0: much in. Uh, All three of you get buzzed. Okay. All wow. right, smart
2: Alec. Go ahead. Come on, (laughs) Ross. Come on, (laughs) Ross. Yeah, you do it.
0: Well, thank you once again for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with Don McClain, Mr. FYI Johnny Height, Kenny Olson, the world's greatest traffic man, and the best producer who you all failed to mention, (laughs) Ross Brendel. Talk again next week. (laughs) Stuck it up, Brendel. Wherever
1: you get your
2: Oh, for four. Oh, All for four. sorry. The winner was going to have to do the close today. There's... <laughs> Is the winner? No, there's no
0: four, one's
1: winning.
2: There's four losers here.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what about the open? What if we played the open and you all come out hot with the greatest teas for the show?
2: <laughs> I don't do teases. <laughs> yeah, very I think well. Kenny's
0: pretty much mailed in every open. He just blasts Amy every time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I really. Uh, speaking of teases, that's uh, one of Jason's deal. Um, Jason and Alexa show on my talk 107.1. Is uh, he, he's really, really good at promoting things, uh, especially, you know, like our Twitter accounts and Facebook oh, yeah. and, and Instas and all that, including our uh, podcasts. Yeah. And that's one of his bits is trying to get me to actually promote this show. <laughs> uh, and I'm really not that good at it. And I, I don't try. Don's Dawn, pretty good. Uh, Don, you act like you care anyway.
1: I do care. <laughs> Have okay. you ever had a day where you just feel not great about where you are in life? Oh, my
2: God. Well. <laughs> every day.
1: Okay. Uh, that's the kind of day I'm having. So no. even to get me to do that, walk the ramp there, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and you don't
2: want to <laughs> do this show today either?
1: I, yeah. I just kind of, um, yeah. You just don't know what's going to come your way. And then you just <laughs> work through it and you just pretend.
2: Oh, my God. You just described every day of my life wow that's okay um stay tuned folks yeah i know why i know why <laughs> I because you, this luncheon you're having today it's, that's right it has got to be it i don't want to go it's not too late to back out don't go
1: i literally was when i was running down here i thought maybe i'll just say that i don't feel good
2: you don't have to lie Don. i i never lie when he wants to do something with me i just say no
1: Maybe we should clue people in on what we're talking about. Yeah,
2: do it. You do it.
1: The Donna and Steve show, which is also in my talk, 107.1 Everything Entertainment, from 9 to noon. I'm on <laughs> that show for the first hour. And they have another producer who comes in at the 10 o'clock hour, Ro- Rocco. Yeah. And uh, they call him DJ Rock Lobster. They love him more than me. There's this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to take him to Red Lobster today because his nickname is... DJ Rock Lobster. I yeah. got invited somehow. And then Dan Seaman, our big boss, he texted all of us and said, I'll go to Red Lobster with you, too. So now it's a boss oh. lunch. He is paying, I guess. But I think I would pay to not go.
2: Um, what do I have him in my text? Uh, oh, Dan. He's uh, a very thing, nice man. I some... just
1: get nervous when I have yeah. to be in the boss's presence.
2: Uh, I'm sending him a text right now.
1: Don't. What are you gonna say? You're gonna say Don doesn't want to go to the lunch
2: there today. She. Has what are you doing? A thing.
0: She has a thing. Don oh. doesn't want to go to the lunch, and she can pay for it.
2: Here's, <laughs>
1: here's,
2: what, here's oh. what it says: Don will not be there today. She has a thing.
1: No, don't send. Come it.
2: on, let me do it, Don. Because
1: then I don't seem like a team player. Screw the
2: team playing nonsense. I'll
1: show you I have a t shirt. Well the listeners won't be able to see this, but I have I got a t shirt for Rocco.
2: Oh, you got him a gift. That's I the did. kind of person you are. Well, what?
1: because he is filling in for me uh, during Christmas time, and so I got him this shirt that really fits him. It says Say No to Pot and it has a lobster on it. <laughs> a That's big picture great. of a lobster. So it's kinda of like a dad joke.
2: Yeah. yeah he is exactly. a dad and yeah, it is please let me send this no come on don't go
1: i can't i can't kenny
2: all right well i can't you're the one person in the building i don't want to alienate myself from
3: i i learned a long time ago never to share anything with kenny because he'll tell even if you say do not tell anybody this the next thing i know everybody's asking me in the hallway what's going on
1: kenny
2: i know that's that's uh, (laughs) i have uh issues uh okay john (laughs) since you're lashing out i'm starting
1: to feel better uh let's
2: lash out at you john okay what did i do your love for the beatles is over the top and rather distasteful you know what i actually isn't this weird i
3: have my Beatles sweatshirt on today see
2: it it's really i I can't uh, yeah i can see it what we say on my talk is um secondhand uh, she secondhand embarrassment your love for the beatles makes me embarrassed okay I was thinking about you today. I always uh, like it
3: when you're embarrassed anyway. So,
2: yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, and I was mostly thinking about you because of this documentary that's out on Disney Plus, Yes. Right? yes. Disney yes. Plus. And your love for the Beatles, and I was wondering, and you have to be truthful here. Okay. I want to know which Beatles songs you hate, and I want to know why. And they and don't even lie. I know there has to be some. Uh,
3: there are none I hate. There are a few that I, I just I'm ambivalent about. Which but ones do you
2: hit fast forward on?
3: Uh, boy, um, th- th- none. I, th- seriously, you're you're saying? Yeah, Yellow Submarine. I, I guess, yeah, no, I like Yellow Submarine. Come on, uh, Yellow I, submarine's I like a pile Submarine. Like Yellow Submarine? Crap. Uh, there is uh, a couple things on. Uh, Magical Mystery Tour that you can tell were basically filler. They just needed something to fill up the rest of the album. It was yeah, a, like a, a TV politician. special. Yeah, well, I, okay, like uh, flying, thing. flying. How's that? If you know flying for Magical Mystery Tour, it's just a filler. But I don't hate it. I just don't listen
1: to it when it comes. to yeah. I, I,
3: I, wouldn't. Well, I would listen to it if I was listening to the album. I wouldn't oh, skip it. Whoa, okay. But, but I would never purposely put that one song on to hear it.
1: <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> That's such a nice way to say you hate it. <laughs> is that, something? I, that, I that don't, something?
3: I don't hate anything by the Beatles. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just don't. I, I Piggies? I'm sorry. I think Piggies is a great song. Rocky
2: Raccoon? Rocky
3: Raccoon's an incredible
2: song. Uh, These are one Beatles of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Rocky Raccoon dropped into in a his room. No, no, something no. no.
1: Like only, like only to find, find
2: Gideon's Bible. Bible. See, Ross knows him. Oh. Well, here's one. Revolution number 9. number 9? You think that is interesting? I
3: I would skip that every time it comes on. Okay, you got me on that one, yes. Thank you. Um, That's not really a song. It's just noise.
2: But anyway. Why would they do that? Why would they put that piece of crap on that album? They
3: were, Lennon and McCartney, both at the same time, were interested in that kind of noise thing. And Lennon especially. And he's the one that put that together.
2: So I'm sure Paul would, okay, yeah, let's do it. Who's the noise guy? Jazz, um, avant-garde, only the real, real snobs like this guy, but it's 100%.
3: hope I I don't like him.
2: No, it's 100% noise, Um, early 70s. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember either. All right, well, that died a miserable death. I thought uh, (laughs) there would be something more to that. Who do you think is the best? I'm sorry, go
3: ahead. I was going to say, even the uh, throw-off uh, B-sides, I th- I think are funny and clever. Uh, the ones that never made it to albums, like you know my name, if you, if you're familiar with the Beatles stuff, don't know that you uh, know my name. Look up the number. Okay. Anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry.
2: Uh, I don't remember. Oh, who who do you think is the best songwriter out of all of them?
3: Uh, I th- I don't think there's any question. And if you watch Get Back, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah, incredible. I mean, he just things flowed out of him, like, in an amazing way. Whose solo work do you like better? Well, I like Paul McCartney's best, always have. Really? Oh, yeah. Not George yeah. Harrison. I love All Things Must Pass, George Harrison. Uh, brilliant album. Uh, one of the top three solo Beatle albums, I think. But... Uh, after that, he kind of went. You could tell all of his energies went into that, and yeah. all of his great songs. And after that, he he had trouble following that up.
2: What I like about some of the later Beatles songs is they'll cram three songs into one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, the it's... whole s-
3: side of Abbey Road, the side, yeah. of e, yeah. you
2: know, it's a, all yeah. basically one song. Yeah, uh, and McCartney continued that uh, with Wings, yes. uh, and I really thought that was brilliant.
3: Red Rose Speedway had a, a, a by McCartney and Wings had a thing that contained four songs altogether. Just
2: what's the same, really popular same. song? It was on uh, the the live album. Uh, Maybe is, I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three songs in that one, yeah. right? Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me. No, there's there's only one. Oh. <laughs> Dawn. Yeah. You and your damn kitty.
1: Yes, <laughs> these poor kittens, you guys. They were found in a storm drain in Utah. Uh, newborn kittens, um, and this officer actually, well, they found—they saw that the kittens were down in this storm drain. Stop. I'm trying to find this on my phone, and it keeps asking me to join the network.
2: Don't, I jo- don't, don't want to join.
1: join. I don't, don't want to join. join the network. Oh, okay. Even- All right, sorry. Um, So, uh, this officer went down into the storm drain to get the kittens, and now the kittens are thriving. I believe that's the story. (laughs) Why are you laughing? An animal control officer was able to save all three kittens. They need to be bottle fed, and um, they're cute.
3: As we, uh, as we, as we often say on GL, Ross, you can edit this, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In in Dawn's
0: (laughs) defense, it was a short story, but she shortened it much more than it
1: was. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, so some kittens came out of a drain. I think I just read it and then I thought about what I could tell, the story I could tell about it, but. We apparently already talked about cats a couple weeks ago or maybe last week, so I'm not allowed to talk about cats.
2: You're allowed to talk about anything you want, and I really like the place where your brain is today. I like this for I don't town. like this. <laughs> I know this you don't. This is me
1: questioning whether I want to be in radio anymore. I know, I know. I'm...
2: An animal control officer in Utah climbed into a storm drain to rescue three newborn kittens spotted stranded in the drain during the rainstorm. That's where I'm going to end it because this is, is a non-story. Stories like this don't need to go beyond the neighborhood newspaper. Oh, why no. Why is this a national story? Why did this come to Ross's attention?
1: Because he uh, wanted to make you mad, I think.
2: Well... <laughs> He can do that by saying hello in the morning. I, I mean, oh. that's not. we are not, not going to
1: beat up on him. Well, that's again. Not a big
2: challenge, yeah, a, Ross.
0: Again, to defend myself here in the court of Kenny Olsen in the Krabby Coffee Shop court. <laughs> <In the> court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a little bullet point below the story. Okay. It's not necessarily to talk about the story, you would set that up for. Animals that you've I've rescued. I have
1: a story, that's and, why. And again, yes. we
0: know Kenny doesn't rescue animals, he kills them. Oh, wait. But maybe John and <laughs> Dawn and myself have <laughs> animal no, rescue Ross, stories. Ross,
2: you weren't paying attention. I'm pretty sure it was this show where I talked about, I've had at least two different cats that uh, yeah, I had Ricky to rescue. Ricky Carmichael. Yeah, Ricky Carmichael oh. and uh, Bristol were both given to me because they could no longer live uh, in their homes. I think that shows I'm a kind hearted person. Even though I wasn't, you know, I didn't kick the cat. I I certainly said mean things to it.
0: Is that rescue, though? (laughs) They're giving it to you. I mean, like, you you found it in the gutter, you found it outside, you found the wandering
2: dog. Let me put it this way Uh, obviously, your innocence is getting in the way here. (laughs) What? they they gave it to me or they would have put it in a gunny sack with a rock and uh-huh. tossed it the, off yes. the lake street bridge country way yeah i know yeah. i had okay. somebody
1: offer to do that when i had eight kittens born
2: were you in missouri right. when this happened yeah how did you so end here's up- what
1: happened i had a garage cat that's what i call it it wandered sure. up you know it's hungry i'm like i shouldn't do this but i'm going to feed this cat yeah and during the winter you're like oh god so you leave your garage right. cracked yep And then they squeeze under there, and I had to feed a cat out there. And so I fed the garage cat. And then two weeks later, garage cat had kittens in the woods behind my house. And she started bringing them in in her mouth one by one. And I'm like, son of a (laughs) bitch. Oh, my God. And then it was like eight kittens. It was unbelievable. I was so mad because I come from a family that spays and neuters pets because we don't want any random extra right. pets. Right. Okay? Right. yeah. So anyway, I complained about it on the show I was on. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these cats? Because yeah. the worst thing is to have friends who try to pawn off kittens on oh, you. Oh, my They're God. They're like, do you want a kitten? And I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. I go to the Humane Society and get one with its shots at spade if I wanted a kitten. Right, right. So then I became that person that I hated. <laughs> so I talked about it on the air enough that a farmer... Actually called up. I was very thankful. He said, I will take all those cats for my barn. Oh. Oh. So, but before that, my boyfriend said, do you want me to put them in a potato sack with rocks and I'll just put it in the river? Yeah. And I was horrified uh, and he's like that's what we do around here. That's yeah. what we do Country. on the farm. I'm yeah. like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. Uh, so I didn't do that. I told that story on the air though, and then I got a lot of hate mail. Oh, of course. Which my mom just says, "Well, they know who you are. That's good, you know. <laughs> if they know your name, you're doing your job." No prep. My mom's um, <laughs> all about like if you're not wallpaper and you're not that girl on that channel, then you're winning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bad press is good press.
1: So the day that I came in with the cats, I only had one cat carrier, so I had the mom and all eight kittens in there. So I opened the door to my car, and I accident the latch came open and the kittens came tumbling out so i'm in the parking lot of the station that's right by a big road trying to gather cats it was like a nightmare i got them all back in thank god because the (laughs) farmer was there and he helped me now i don't know if he actually killed the cats or what he did but that's the end of my story oh it's not When I left the cat food out, I had other visitors, like little tiny skunks that would come in and I'm just sitting there smoking in my garage going, holy crap, please (laughs) don't spray me. Because you (laughs) see this baby skunk walk up or a possum that I could literally like kick around. I mean, not meanly. I was just like, why won't this thing like pay attention to me? It was a baby um, possum. Yeah, um, or uh,
2: opossum, as they say in the city. Yeah, that's <laughs> an opossum. So all opossum. kinds
1: of things come to the yard when you have cat food in your garage. Don't do it ever. Right. The end. And mice
2: uh, too. Not not to mention mice. Uh, so
1: that, that's why I read the story and wanted to talk about it, but I didn't really read the story. <laughs>
2: that, <laughs> well, the story's a non-story. I, I mean, who cares? Give me a break. Seriously. <laughs> Don, what you
0: close with sounds like the world's worst euphemism. (laughs) All the animals come to the yard when you got the cat food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, God, look what the cat drug in. Yeah.
3: As long as we're talking about wild animals, Kenny, you know a lot about wild animals. I know a little bit, not a lot. Do you know a lot about raccoons? I do. I do know a lot Uh, about raccoons. I have a question. When I was, I don't know, 20... Years old. This is a yeah. long time ago, obviously. We go to a lake, Dead Lake, out in Outer Tail County. Purim. yeah. By perm by Purim and Dent. I, I, yep. I know Dead, yeah. It's got a a dock that has the two sides and goes this way, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, goes out into the water, the dock. Right. Oh, right, yeah. So yeah. Two, two walkways and then it... It takes a right and a left and and meets with a, with, with a bench on the end. So I'm sitting on the bench and it's one in the morning and I got headphones in and I maybe have had a few, few beers at that point. Yeah. And I'm just loving the the way the lake looks and the the moon. And all of a sudden I looked to my right and there's a large raccoon just sitting and staring at me.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Why, why did he get so close to me? Uh, because you're you're in his spot. You took his seat. He sits on that bench. He sits every on night. the dock. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he looks at he the see? moon. He
1: actually <laughs> wrote a great song called "Sitting on the Dock of the watching the town roll away.
2: <laughs> you're in his spot, and the night belongs to the raccoons. Well, they I took, mostly I'd, come out at night
3: i went to the left because he was sitting on my right thought, i'll just casually walk back to the cabin yeah and he followed followed me all the way up to the cabin Uh-oh. he followed to the, you to, to the door oh and that's I, intimidating I, I walked into the cabin and he stood outside the door staring at me and eventually he left but uh, i thought boy this is strange behavior is and, and i'm a city food? guy is he
1: rabid? Well, that's that's right yeah.
3: I, I my first thought was rabid but then he looked he didn't look mean or anything yeah. he looked normal and then i thought food but he was fat he was a big big
2: raccoon that is chubby. not normal raccoon behavior well, yeah, well, i do not think a, so yeah that's a warning you sign You're like the
1: pied piper of raccoons <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i do need to be a little serious here if, if you're oh, listening oh. and this happens to you don't, don't go near this raccoon unless you know Hi, how buddy. to, if you know yeah. how to send the raccoon, raccoon, I love that. Raccoon? I got that from Bradley. There's yeah. a promo running. Actually, he got
1: it from me, but we'll uh, let raccoon? that go today.
2: <laughs> uh, if, a, if a raccoon approaches you in the wild that, uh, and you don't know how to send that raccoon to heaven, uh, yeah. get away from it. Well, I had no shot at sending it to heaven at that point. One in the morning. You
1: know. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> they're
2: not cute, Don. They are evil they're looking. They're mean. They're evil looking, big, giant rats. Is what they are. All hunched. I up th- I their... feel
1: that way about possums. I'm afraid of those. I I tried to like chase after one once when I was drunk in high school, um, and
2: <laughs> yeah. it
1: came back after me and hissed. yeah, yeah. and Ooh. like was going to attack me, and I really sobered up quick.
2: Yeah. Um, don't
1: get drunk in high school, by the way. See, I just say anything yeah. on this podcast. I would never tell the story about the kittens in the sack. I would never, but I feel like this audience is okay with it. Yeah,
2: I hope so. I don't know. Hell, there's no, been no market research. We, don't know. we uh, don't know. I actually had a showdown with a raccoon in an alley in Kenwood. Uh, I was living huh. in Kenwood in the 90s in a beautiful brownstone apartment. And I uh, was walking to my car. Uh, I went out the back door of the building, walking down the alley, and walking at me was this giant, you know, raccoon. And they're supposed to run. They, I've never yeah. encountered a raccoon, well, I have, that doesn't run, but you end up sending them to heaven. Um, and I did the thing where I, you know, put my arms up, and I, hey! And it came at oh. me wide oh. <laughs> open. It, I mean, it was PO'd, and I ran like a little girl to the back door and got in there and was peeking out the window. Is it gone? Is it gone? Is it gone? And finally, I uh, I finally left out the front door, and I don't think I ever went down that alley again.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Is that because it's a city raccoon? <laughs>
2: yes. Okay, yeah. because they're and weird. It, and it didn't do what it's supposed to do. It didn't yeah. run away.
1: When I go camping, I'm always like they usually come up by the campfire, not right next to it, but the, you see their eyes in the bushes, yeah. at right out there, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, look!" It, I've never been afraid of them, but now I am.
2: Beady little, <laughs> Thank you. You. Beady little eyes. Yeah, and you don't want to mistake a, a raccoon for a skunk. One uh, uh, before we moved into the farmhouse, we have a camper out by the lake, and one night I got up in the middle of the night to uh, you know take care of things. Uh, and I'm walking back to the camper and, um, there's something in the fire pit. The fire pit hadn't been used that evening and I bend down and I get really close down and oh my God, it's a skunk. Oh my God. Yeah. So you don't want to meet a skunk in, in the oh. dark alley. In the now the on night.
1: the morning show today on my talk one oh seven one everything entertainment, Kenny mentioned that he smelled like a skunk.
2: Yeah. That, to, and he
1: has it in his nose. He doesn't. He did uh, remove a. He did a dead animal removal thing with a skunk.
2: Yeah. Yesterday. I, yeah, a couple of days ago. And normally, when I move uh, a skunk, I use a shovel. Yeah. And I have special clothes. Um, oh. And because I don't want to
1: skunk removal clothes. I do.
2: I have skunk clothes and skunk <laughs> gloves, and I keep them in a bag. And. Um, <laughs> And this one this one had to go. And so <laughs> I, I have these uh, like gauntlet, rubber gauntlet gloves that go up to your elbows. Yeah. So I just picked it up with one of those and oh. tossed this thing off into the woods. And then uh, I, I usually put the rubber gloves in my truck on the floor so they dry off. And I made the mistake of doing that. And there was still stink on the gloves. Yeah. So then the truck started smelling like skunk. And so I got rid of the, or I washed them and took care of that. And I don't think the truck stinks anymore. But every now and then, just randomly, mm-hmm. middle of the day, doesn't matter where I'm at, I get Ugh. a whiff of skunk.
3: Ugh.
2: And I don't know if it's in my beard or my hair oh, or God. my nose hair mm-hmm. or where it is, but I can't get that stink out of my system. And is it's it? really freaking me out. Yeah. So That's much so that I've asked people... um, Come over here. You know, come up next to (laughs)
1: me. Give me me a sniff.
2: Yeah. Do I smell like skunk?
1: God, this is something that you say in the country that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Yep, yep.
2: John, I met my hero, and my hero is dead. His name is Theodore John Conrad. You are fascinated by this story. I love this guy.
3: After more than 50 years, the man responsible for one of the most notorious bank robberies in Ohio history has been identified. As Kenny said, he was Theodore John Conrad. Well, for a while, anyway, he ended up changing his name, as you'll see in just a minute. Uh, Theodore was only 20 years old when he robbed the Society National Bank in Cleveland July 11, 1969. Oh, Conrad worked as a teller at the bank, and on the day of the robbery, he stashed $215,000, that equals about $1.7 million in 2021, dollars, in a paper bag that just walked out the door. Because it happened on a Friday, the bank wasn't aware of anything amiss until the following Monday morning, when they checked the vault and found all the money gone, according to U.S. Marshals. Conrad, unsurprisingly, didn't show up for work that Monday. (laughs) He had a two-day head start on law enforcement and managed to avoid capture for, yes, 52 years.
1: Oh. Yeah. It
3: was, wasn't until earlier this month that U.S. Marshals based in Cleveland discovered that a man named Thomas Randall was, in fact, Conrad. Randall, or Randelli. I'm not sure, lived in Linfield, Massachusetts, and had been living in a suburban neighborhood since the 1970s until he died from lung cancer this past May at the age of 71. Oh. Marshall said they made the discovery after matching paperwork that Conrad had filled out in the 1960s with documents that Randall had filled out later in his life, including a 2014 filing for bankruptcy. Stop. Yeah.
2: $215,000. Yeah. 1.7? 1.7 in today's. Correct. In 2014, he filed for bankruptcy. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell did he do well, with that money? Made some bad decisions, I would think. What perhaps. do you do with $215,000? Do you. In
1: 1969, where you could buy like 18 houses with it. You could yeah.
2: do everything with cash, right? So wouldn't yeah. you convert that into some sort of asset and then sell the asset? A house? Yes.
1: Yeah, launder the money, you're saying?
2: Yeah. 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 So he's not as brilliant as I thought he was. Although getting away with it was brilliant, yeah. I guess. Anyway, continue here, because I love uh, this part of the story.
3: According to the Marshals, his heist was inspired in part by the 1968 Steve McQueen movie, The Thomas Crown Affair.
1: No, yes!
2: Isn't that a good the, one?
1: Oh, yes, way better than the remake.
2: With uh, yeah. uh Braun... Um, uh,
1: Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Brosnan. yeah I mean, yeah. you know... That was okay, but the original was Steve McQueen. Oh, so good! Yeah, that uh, also. By the way, uh, just a yeah. quick
2: side note: uh, the getaway with McQueen and Ollie yep. McGraw. Mm. Yep, and then that was remade by what Alec Baldwin?
1: Oh no. Oh, um, just I didn't a, even know about that. Just
2: a stink. It, it, was it Baldwin? Uh,
3: yeah, but wasn't. Uh, was Matt Damon in that? Wasn't Matt Damon in that? I two, don't know. Uh, yeah, it was. But it was not
2: very good, though. The original even had uh, Sally. Uh, Uh, meathead's wife uh sally struthers yeah yeah and she cuckolded her husband right on uh on camera (laughs) anyway back to the
3: uh the uh, the thomas crown affair uh the original that uh, he watched followed a high-powered businessman who pulled off a bank heist eh, just for the fun of it Uh, uh, conrad watched the movie a half dozen times the year before the robbery according to authorities After watching the film, he told friends he thought it would be easy to rob a bank, and he planned to do so. His his friends didn't believe him, of course. One friend, Russell Metcalf, had even had lunch with Conrad the same day he pulled off the robbery. Metcalf told the outlet Cleveland.com, I had no idea. He always said that security was lax, and he said it wouldn't be hard. When he eventually moved, uh, he began a new life as a car salesman. And taught golf lessons according to cleveland.com he also got married and had a child solving the case provided a closure to peter j elliott a u.s marshal whose dad john k elliott also worked on the investigation according to a statement from the marshal service the son Elliot, said i hope my father is resting a little easier today knowing his investigation and his u.s marshal's service brought closure to this decades-long mystery Everything in real life doesn't always end like in the movies, he
2: said. I love that. That's how you do it. Um, No violence, no pointing a firearm, no high-speed chase. Just grab it, go, disappear. I think, you know what, I think why I like, like it so much, it's not so much the money part. It's just that he up and disappeared and was never heard from again. That's yeah. what I love. I, I was curious reading the story. Did he? I wonder if he had a family
3: in Cleveland—a uh, mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, anything. Oh, right. And did they just? Did he just leave them? Yeah, uh, saying see oh, you, never see you again. Sad.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm just curious about that too. Reporting what isn't the, what it uh, used to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, uh, as I was following along on these pages, I licked my fingers to uh, turn the page. Yeah, taste, tasted skunk, skunk. Skunky. skunk yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris yeah. Miller and his crew at Aim High Construction. Uh, they can tackle just about any job that needs doing Chris uh, also. And this is what I love about Chris. He's got a list of guys, highly qualified subcontractors to help him out in times of need. Uh, he They were midway through my project uh, on my house in South Minneapolis when I remembered uh, I need a new central air unit. And I forgot to tell you this. Uh, Chris, he's like, no big deal. 48 hours later, a brand new central air unit was installed outside and then on the plelum on the uh, furnace. Uh, he has certain guys for certain jobs, the concrete, uh, plumbing, et cetera, et cetera, Aim High. They, they're the best. They can help you with a design consultation if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath or finally finishing off that basement. They're a full-service construction company. Uh, and honesty and quality of of workmanship is what they do best. My kitchen looks so good. Uh, lumber prices finally coming back down, getting a little better. That means whatever bid you get today, uh, if they're not going to start that job till February and the prices keep dropping, they readjust your bid down to that. Uh, their website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get in touch with Chris and. Get on the schedule. Do it now. Uh there are choice here. Uh and I think you'll find I think you'll find that you'll really, really like Chris and his crew. Construction, MN You okay, Don? Yeah. I don't believe you. Why? I think you should let me send that text. I didn't erase it. I just set it aside. There's no reason why you should go to that.
1: Seriously. Uh, it's okay. I'm just it's it's yeah, it's fine. I'm just feeling like I'm not far along in my career. None of Long us are. Enough in our my career at this age. Don, I'm 56 I feel like I'm going nowhere and this is I'm just at a dead end.
2: I'm 56 and I'm reporting traffic. I'm literally just waiting for the next paycheck. <laughs> That's all I'm doing here. Yeah. Ross, keep this oh, in mind. Oh gosh, keep there are other people mind.
1: that like do all these cool things and buy businesses and I feel like I'm just got my head oh, above the water.
2: It's the Jason effect. That's no, what no, it is. No, it's
1: nothing. I'm very happy for him. Trust me. I just see all these people around me just they really like go after things and get things and I don't feel like I have that quality I, and I wish I did because I feel like I'm smart.
2: I have friends that are retired now. Yeah yeah
1: this is really helping me
2: these same friends their kids were leaving the house because they were 18 19 20 years old at the same time that i was finally having a kid yeah yeah so and and yeah you know what if you need a positive outlook on that you did that part right even though you might not think you did it right Mm. you had a kid when you were what a senior in high school Mm mm-hmm and she's a, a productive member of society right now. Sure. Long gone. You don't have to send her money. You don't have to deal with her. She doesn't come live with you because she just got fired or whatever. Right. She owns her own business. Yeah. That's not helping, is it? It's great. <laughs> it's how, good. How was your pregnancy? Terrible. How was your birth, the the giving birth part?
1: Um, I thought that they... I, I almost...
2: You wanted them Lost to kill you. Lost my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, she was ten pounds. Yeah. And I was a uh, hundred and five pounds. Well, this isn't. When I gonna, got pregnant.
2: This, oh boy, this isn't going to help you. This story of Star Tribune. What are you are doing to me? Oh, What's no. this? Yeah. This story in today's uh, Star Tribune: New Zealand politician biked herself to hospital yeah. to give Booth, Booth? Julianne <laughs> Booth. Did I say Booth? Yes. Is her last name, is it Gentner, John? G-E-N-T-E-R. Is that Gentner? I
3: would think Gentner, yeah. Hmm. Julianne
2: Gentner planned on getting to the hospital by bicycle for her daughter's birth, but she didn't know she would be the one doing the pedaling. She's a member of the New Zealand Parliament and was already having contractions while preparing the bikes uh, to ride to the hospital early Sunday. Uh, It was a 10-minute trek, and she planned on riding in the front of a cargo bike, that was going to be peddled by her husband. Then they realized they had too much weight with her hospital bag. uh, So she just got out and rode. Hold on, I have to turn my mic off and cough. Okay, I'm back. Um, (laughs) Less than an hour after arriving at the hospital, Gentner gave birth to a baby girl. Uh, She announced the birth on social media. She said her contractions weren't that bad when she left for the hospital. But they got more intense along the way. Are you starting to hate this woman as much as I was at this point? Yeah. First of all, this? I'm not
1: a part of the New Zealand parliament, which makes me feel bad for some right. reason. <laughs> You're right. As it should. Right. Oh. And then I'm like, what is she? So she's that tough. She's yeah. she's a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a part of parliament. So she's yeah. choosing to ride a bike.
2: Right. Oh, oh it's even worse. Uh, hold on. Uh, transportation. She is the Green Party spokeswoman for transportation and urban development and often touts the benefits of biking. Anyway, she's on maternity. Oh, listen to this. This is this is also going to make you mad. She rides her bicycle while having contractions to give birth, but now she's on maternity leave until April. Don't you think somebody as stout as that should only get a week of maternity? Yeah, come Shouldn't on. that be the law? If come you on, ri- buck up, lady. Yeah, yeah. If you ride your bicycle to the hospital to give birth while having contractions, yeah. you get one week. Yeah, you get a week. <laughs> you can bring it,
1: it it in with you if you want to be close to it. But it turns out work. Uh, the, the bicycle green party needs you.
2: Yeah, uh, the bicycle might have been an electric bike, uh, so that's not big uh, a big deal. Here's where my attitude changed. Oh, no. Born in Minnesota and raised oh. in Los Angeles. So she's, so she's one of us. Yeah. So oh, she's an international
1: traveler. So she made no- it. She's, she went to L.A. She was successful there, made it to New Zealand somehow.
0: See, Don, I was going to say, don't feel bad. You weren't born in New Zealand. Mm-hmm.
1: But this I woman
0: know. showed more dedication than you. She got on a plane and became a member of New Zealand Parliament. I don't
2: I don't think you guys are helping that, See, Dawn, I, at this point. See, I brought this up because I thought that spin, born in Minnesota, a Midwest girl, and then raised in L.A., I thought that would help Don. Uh, as it turns I'm out. I'm a to...
1: loser! <laughs> 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 well...
2: Uh, that one goes in the trash oh! you, you got anything else like <laughs> you
3: know what i just while we were talking here i did some more research on your bank robber yeah uh, the family thing was driving me nuts. Apparently, yeah. over the years, the FBI did contact his family and would get uh, uh, court orders or whatever you call them uh, to, to, to go over their stuff to see if he had any uh, contact with them. And they played coy, the family, and uh, they could find nothing. So it sounded like he was able somehow to contact them, oh. but the FBI could could never figure out how it was going on. His dad was a, a big shot in the Navy. Oh, really? <laughs> so. Yeah, and his mom and dad ended up divorced. He moved with mom, him and his brother. But uh, anyway, so, so yeah, there was there was a family. And the other part that I liked was uh, his paper bag that he took the money out with. Yeah. According to somebody who worked with him that afternoon, he had walked, came back from lunch, and in a paper bag, he had a fifth of Canadian Club whiskey and a carton of smokes. So he stuffed the oh, money into wow. that bag as he left that afternoon.
2: How the much- whiskey, the smokes, and the money. Volume-wise, So are we to assume it would be like a um, uh, grocery store paper bag? I I would think so, and there were
3: fifty and one hundred dollar bills, everything that was stolen. So two hundred fifty just wads of uh,
2: that's got to take up a lot of space, doesn't it? I would think so.
3: Yeah. All right. Same weekend, by the way, uh, as the
2: build-up to Apollo Eleven, so it didn't make headlines a lot.
1: Yeah. Right. But
2: all of this is, uh, you know, foresh- not foreshadowing, looming over this entire story is the fact that in 2014, he had to declare Banco. Yeah, I
3: mean, and that's not addressed in this because the story I'm reading from was before we knew uh, who he was and that he died. This is from a
2: 2019 story, all this other info. So. And what what about his family, his son? I think he had a son and a wife. They had no idea.
3: Uh, it's that's not addressed, and the only story I saw is the one you gave me from after his death. That's not addressed at all. So,
2: do you have any deep, deep, dark secrets like that? That's your daughter. God would, no, wouldn't know. Jeez, y- your son wouldn't know. Nothing. No. Nothing. You're an open book.
3: Yeah, I, I uh,
2: McLean.
1: What? <laughs> Nothing like a like bank I would robbery. say it on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Do. No, I don't have any secrets. <laughs> Really she knows don't. what
2: happened in Kansas City. She knows what happened when you were out on the tour with uh Oh, uh, what Oz happened Fest. in Kansas
1: City? Oh, nothing uh, happened in Kansas City.
2: Uh, she knows the, the, the stripper guy you were dating, the oh, yeah. porn star guy. I,
1: yeah, I gave my mom a headshot of him. I'm like, look at this guy I'm dating. And he he was a cowboy stripper, and he had on his outfit. He was from the Men of Playgirl tour. He and, had on his costume.
2: And Yeah. Hmm. how'd that go with mom
1: she was like oh geez (laughs) she's just like well i'm sure that's gonna work out (laughs) his name his stage name was drew And True. you guys, guess what? It's really weird. He cheated on me. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. I could never have suspected that would have happened.
2: It, it, what isn't a waste that, of
1: time. It, isn't
2: that part of it, though? I mean, if you're a stripper, uh, don't you pretty much have to cheat? You, you can't. Yeah,
1: he was getting phone calls all the time. I would go to gigs with him. And, like, after the gig, he would start getting all these texts and phone calls. Because he would hand his card out to women and, you know, like... They would want to book him for private, like, come over for our bachelorette party, yeah. our friends getting married type of thing. But
2: all right, Let me ask you a those, question. Those
1: guys are whores. <laughs> they are. Well,
2: yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh.
1: They're gross. And every single one of them in his troop hit on me at one point when he was off doing a lap dance with somebody else.
2: Well, that seems like that's normal, doesn't it? I'm like, it?
1: are you kidding me? Go away.
2: Um, so I should have
1: I, done all of them
2: yeah you should have that was your mistake <laughs> my question um they're they're completely naked right no no, so they don't lose the bottoms no have you ever seen the videos of the men- male strippers at like um bachelorette <laughs> parties?
1: Oh well, I don't know what they do privately in the home.
2: He didn't do any of those
1: he of course he did. They paid tons of money
2: how do you uh oh God how do I phrase this?
1: How do you? If, if you're a male how you so stripper,
2: dumb? how do you? Uh,
1: I probably have an answer.
2: Get yourself
1: mm-hmm. ready so okay. you're at. <laughs> okay. Really? I know the answer.
2: Flying the flag at full mass <laughs> I
1: mean, this for is a,
2: a room of people. Okay. How, do, how does that work?
1: Well, they, you know, get themselves to that point and then they tie it off.
2: Oh. tie it off. They
1: take a hair tie, like a woman's hair tie to po- make a ponytail with, and they tie it off. So that they're always semi. Kenny. That's the Kenny answer looks... truly. That they all do that so that Kenny it looks, looks huge. Befuddled. So that it looks huge. Ross. In their pants.
2: Ross. Yes, sir. Hit the music.
1: <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> I might not be back this next week we'd like
2: to thank you for listening to news from the crabby coffee shop and if you've been offended uh, well, so have we and we're sorry mostly for ourselves thanks
1: for listening to news from the crabby coffee shop new episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts